How did the mobile-only podcasting experiment go yesterday? Today I'm going to talk about that and share the results. What's happening, podcasters? This is 1000 Podcasters, and I'm Brian Ensminger. I'm a podcaster and a podcast editor, and I want to see you be successful with your podcast. As you know, if you've been listening to the show for a while, I'm in the middle of a challenge. It's the 30-Day Solo Podcast Challenge with David Hooper over at Big Podcast, as well as National Podcast Post Month. Both of those are linked up in the episode notes. But today, I'm taking a little bit of a departure from that because, as I shared yesterday in episode 80, I was doing a bit of an experiment. I'm always in the process of trying to get better as a podcaster and as a podcast host. And one of the things I was trying to do was come up with a slightly better solution to mobile-only podcasting. I've shared my workflow in the past. I shared yesterday what I was going to do, but I wanted to share the results of that and then also answer a few questions that came in by email. So I, I hope that's okay with you. First question from me is just, how did the experiment work? I did an experiment yesterday using the software that I've been using for a while. How did it go? Well, in terms of the audio quality, the output of it, I think that I got something that was pretty good. I was reasonably happy with it, but I don't feel like I've really gotten the actual publishing part of it down. In fact, I created some of my own issues in testing yesterday that made it a little bit harder. So I've got to keep working on that. But that's just part of being a podcaster and part of being, I don't want to call it a pioneer because I'm not really a pioneer, but part of just trying new things is sometimes things are going to work and sometimes things aren't going to work all that well. So it, it worked and yet it didn't. And so I've got some stuff to work on. Today, my plan is to use a slightly different, mostly mobile-only workflow. I'm recording into Backpack Studio, which is the software that I was using yesterday. But unless I need any content edits, I'm going to cut out Ferrite from the middle of my process and then just send it to Alphonic for the final processing and uploading and all of that kind of stuff. And again, this is designed to be as much as possible a mobile-only experience. I still don't have the publishing part of it quite nailed down. I'm going to have to work that part out because it's clunky to try and edit a WordPress website on a phone, and it's clunky to try and edit Libsyn. So that's that's still clunky, but it is kind of what it is. I did, however, also want to answer some listener questions because I feel like, in fact, I got some feedback that I might have created some confusion. So I want to clear up any confusion as best I can. And if you have other questions, feel free to send them to me. You can send those to brian at toptieraudio.com. I'm glad to answer any questions that I possibly can. All of this feedback and these questions came from a listener named Harry. I'm not going to share his full name because I don't have permission to do that. But I was really thankful for these questions because they pointed out some things that I might need to clarify. The first question he had was, why would I not just use Hindenburg Field Recorder for the whole thing? Great question. There's nothing wrong with that software. I think it's a great piece of software, but I think it, it really shines when you pair it with something like Hindenburg Journalist Pro, which is the editing software that I use on my laptop. And so when I'm recording in my studio, I record straight to Hindenburg Journalist Pro. When I'm recording on the go, I might record into Hindenburg Field Recorder, then send those files over to Hindenburg Journalist Pro for editing because it's really intended to be sort of that mobile news gathering type solution where you go out and you get clips and then they become part of something else or they're brought into something else. So there are some key pieces of the publishing process that, in my view, are kind of missing from Hindenburg Field Recorder for something like an all-in-one solution. So that's not why I use that. Harry also had a question about why the three different pieces of software that I was using. So I'm going to share what each of them bring to the table. 
and hopefully this will help clarify any questions. So Backpack Studio, it's what I'm recording into right now. There are a couple things I really like about it. Uh, one is that it's basically a live-to-drive or live-to-tape type recording. So I'm able to record and I'm able to do my sound cues from a soundboard right in the app. It takes everything and it mixes it all together. And as I discovered yesterday when I was tweaking around a little bit more, I can even apply a compression and equalization and all that stuff straight from this particular app. So it's pretty powerful, but it's really not great for editing. I can trim a little bit off the top or the front. I can trim a little bit off the end, but I can't really edit pieces in the middle. So that part, it's not really good at. That's why I have Ferrite in the middle. Ferrite was the second app that I was using, and it's better for editing. And also, it gives me a little bit more control over equalization settings and compression settings if I want to do that. Today, I'm trying cutting that piece out. So assuming that I have a good take and I don't have to go and edit some piece out of the middle where I stumble over myself, then we will have a non-ferrite solution that's just using the two apps. And then Auphonic, which was the third app, it's also a website that I used at the end. I use that for final processing of the files to make sure that they're the right loudness so that people listening in their cars or working out at the gym or whatever can clearly hear whatever is being said. And then also I use that to attach the file information, the title and the description and the image and all of that kind of stuff. I use it to, to attach that and then also to upload the file straight to Libsyn. Truth be told, I could do most of this straight within the Backpack Studio app, but I really like having Alphonic at the end because I feel like it does a better job of that. So that's why all of those pieces. Harry had a couple other questions that I want to address. One of them was related to Hindenburg Journalist Pro, and it was, okay, if I'm using Journalist Pro, do I also need to use Alphonic at the end? And the answer is not unless you want to. The way Alphonic approaches things at the end is a tiny bit different than the way Hindenburg Journalist Pro does, but when I'm sitting at my computer at home publishing straight from Hindenburg, I don't use Alphonic for that. So if you don't want to, you don't have to. It's certainly possible to do that, but it's not a requirement. And then also, Harry had the question, okay, the apps and stuff that I've covered are great for people who are iOS users, but what about Android users? And the short answer is, I don't know yet. I only have one Android device in my house. It's actually like a five-year-old Amazon Kindle, so it's not even a real good version of, of Android, but I don't have an app to test stuff on, and I'm not really in that world, but maybe you are. Maybe you know of a good solution, a good app, and some good tools to record Android only. I would love to hear from you because I'd love to be able to share that and to highlight you on the show because in my mind, this is a, a, a portion of the podcasting uh, podcasting creator market that's largely been a, a kind of left unserved. I've heard that there are some difficulties with the way the hardware and the software work on the Android devices, and so it makes it hard for developers, but I can't confirm that, so I don't know that to be true. But I have to imagine that it's 2019 by now. There have to be some good solutions out there, so I'd be interested in hearing from you about what solutions might work for somebody that wants to go Android only for publishing their podcast. Send me a note, brian at toptieraudio.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to highlight this and begin to present it to people, because if it's out there, and there are, I think it's 60% of mobile phones globally are Android, smartphones and uh, globally are Android, if that's the case, I'd like to make sure that podcasters who are on Android have access to that. So I would really appreciate that. I also want to say just a huge thank you to Harry for reaching out and sharing those questions with me. 
I, I hope that these have been valuable to you as a listener and also to you personally, Harry. I hope that these have been valuable to you. If anybody has any more clarifying questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'd be glad to hear from you and to, to, to be able to answer whatever questions I had. What about you? How is your podcast going? Have you ever run an experiment that didn't work out? I shared a little bit about some of my challenges. I'd love to hear from you as well about those failed experiments because sometimes we learn more from failures than we do from successes because failures very often lead us to think more deeply about what might have gone wrong, whereas successes, we often just accept those and go on as though we understand. So I'd love to hear from you about those. They don't have to be bad failures. They can be a failed experiment like what I did yesterday, but hit me up. I'm Brian at TopTierAudio.com. I'd love to hear from you on that. If you'd like to connect with me personally, TopTierAudio.com is the place for all of that links to social profiles, a way to subscribe to this show, YouTube videos that are tutorials and stuff like that, a way to set up a consultation or to talk to me about editing your show. All of that stuff is at toptieraudio.com. Thanks so much for listening and for sending your feedback. Now go out there and make a great podcast.